and we are. I'm gonna leave. I'm gonna. I'm gonna leave the meeting. I'm just joking. <laughs> and we are recording. Hi, everyone. Um, welcome to the first episode of our podcast, "To the Stars with Wonder." I'm your host, Kayla. <laughs> I'm also co-host, Brianna. <laughs> And we are here to talk all about um, celebrity culture and what we find fascinating about it. Yeah, I guess just a different take on it. It's not necessarily about gossip, just like a little bit deeper than that. Mm -hmm. Really psychoanalyzing and, and that. Yeah. So what was the first celebrity you ever like felt really attached to? Do you have one? Uh, wow. First celebrity I was ever attached to. Let me just pick my brain. Um, maybe when I was, I don't know, maybe like four, mm -hmm. I was super duper obsessed with Aaron Carter. Yeah. Had posters, um, would listen to his songs on repeat all the time. Mm -hmm. Would watch like the little VHSs. I think that's the earliest one I can remember but yeah. you know I'm sure there's probably like other Disney Channel people <laughs> in the middle of that I feel like my answer is going to be completely different because I I was like thinking about this the other day like in preparation for this and I realized the first celebrity I ever like wanted to really meet or like remember being like yes was like the Wiggles when I was also like four or five years old like maybe a little bit younger oh my God, okay <laughs> Is there a specific wiggle or just I really like the yellow one I really liked Greg the yellow wiggle and I was like I wanted you know when you're a kid you like fantasize about things I'm like I wanted them to come like pick me up and go driving and like they had the big red car and everything yeah you know and I was like I just want to be <laughs> picked up and go with the wiggles wait the human wait what about cartoon characters are they technically celebrities like Barney I because I was a Barney kid yeah, Barney's a celebrity, I would say. He had his own ride at, like, Universal. Oh, yeah, that was the best. I <laughs> That was my favorite Universal ride. It's, like, the Barney experience. The I think Barney. I cried. Yeah, I saw, like, a video of it from, like, 2020, and I didn't realize it was still going. Like, the I think they just shut it down, but, like, yeah, Barney, I would oh, say, is yeah. definitely, like, a celebrity. Like, he, he he would get mobbed if he, like, went out in public. I don't know. I think oh, it's yeah. anything recognizable. What is a celebrity? That's part of what we're here to find out today. That's true. I, I feel like as time has gone on, like, the definition of a celebrity has gotten so much more broad. Mm -hmm. Like, does that make Mickey Mouse a celebrity then? Because I would consider Mickey Mouse a celebrity. Yeah. I mean, I guess I guess you can have a subcategory of, like, human celebrities and <laughs> non-human well 3d celebrities 2d ones like you know interdimensional yeah because i don't know I, if i saw mickey mouse just like walking down the street like just in general i think that i would like freak out well first of all i think it'd just be weird to see mickey mouse but he goes to like movie premieres and stuff right I, he has a hollywood yeah, no. star on the walk of fame like a star on the hollywood walk of fame like i think that's pretty legit yeah, I think if you have a star, I mean, you don't have to be a celebrity to, you don't have to have a star to be a celebrity, but if you have a star, you're a celebrity, yeah. like, you know, the whole squ square and rectangle deal. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So those are, <laughs> I thought it'd be a nice thing to get the ball rolling. 
Yes. Um, oh, cannot minimize Zoom when I'm recording this meeting. Perfect. Because <laughs> I, I had my little thing up. Um, okay. So then I guess um, the other question I also had is what is your relationship to um, celebrity culture? So I, I guess like, you know, I said like, I really like the Wiggles, but I did not have like Wiggles posters in my room. I was not like reading up on the magazines of like, which who's which Wiggle is dating what? Like, right? <laughs> Did they have those? Did they have Wiggle <laughs> J Teen Wiggles? Well, actually, I can tell you there was some new Wiggle drama um, with the new. So, like, the yellow Wiggle is a girl named Emma now. Okay, I'm and not. I'm not up to date with the with the new wiggles they did a mini documentary on her and i loved it but she was married to the new purple wiggle and then the guy divorced right and so i think they were like on talk shows being like we're getting divorced we're married you know elaborating on their relationship but i don't think it's it's not in the way of like you know uh um like uh angelina jolie and brad pitt are divorcing type deal where it's like (laughs) friending on twitter you know yeah (laughs) But yeah, so when are you starting to become like conscious of like, oh, this is like tabloids or, you know? Okay, well, all right. So I always had a sort of like tangential relationships with celebrities. Mm -hmm. I would think that, okay, so my Aaron Carter phase came to a traumatic end. And for years, I refused to like even acknowledge music existed. It was that like, traumatic I didn't listen to music and um then I think middle school came along and Twilight came out yeah which just got the ball rolling on my current obsession with Robert Pattinson like love the guy never met him a day in my life never will meet him a day in my life I don't want to meet him but he's great near and dear to my heart but I think if you were around in the 2008, 2009 era of like, you know, like J-pop magazine or like teen beat, they would have like, you know, like the posters and the quizzes Mm. like, Oh, are you team Edward or team Jacob or whatever? I would see those. I wouldn't buy them. Maybe I got them as like a gift for a birthday. If it was like a twilight edition. Mm. So I have them like sitting around in my house, but I wasn't the one to like rip out the magazines and hang them up in my wall or I wasn't the one to like you know research everything about them like know when he was born what's his mom's name what's his dad's name like his favorite color his favorite food I never got into that Mm. I was just like he's in this movie I think he's handsome I like him that's it end of story like I would maybe like if he was coming out with a new movie I'd be super excited to see it maybe I'd go like you know, opening day or like download his offbeat French movie <laughs> off. I don't know, like yeah. iTunes movies, but I don't think I was that like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. where you collect everything or like you become just an expert in, um, in everything relating to that celebrity. Oh yeah, for sure. Cause I never really got there with anyone either. Cause I do remember like my, I was probably in the fifth grade. So like, this was like 2007 2008 I remember my grandma bought me like a tiger beat magazine like I forget why but like that had like Nick Jonas in it like the Jonas I liked the Jonas Brothers a lot when I was like 
10, 11, maybe like in the prime, like, you know, burning up SOS, like that whole era. But yeah, no, I only really knew whatever Disney Channel force fed me, you know, like I knew that like Nick Jonas had um, diabetes, but that was only because Disney Channel did like a special on it, you know, or like they talked about it with their like behind the scenes tour stuff. But I never, like I, like I said, I never knew their ages or anything. Like, I was not, like, on the Google being like, let me see what Nick Jonas, like, does or, like, what his favorite food is, you know? I was I just never got there with anybody. Even bands and artists I currently like now, I'm never, like, like, I'll buy, like, a sweatshirt or something, but I won't be like, let me collect everything and put it up on my wall. Right, yeah. I totally get that. You know who was like that? Who? my my little sisters with justin bieber i remember that because i hated justin bieber and i (laughs) (laughs) right yes okay so you experienced it firsthand um my sister's obsession they were the ones Mm -hmm. who had the cardboard cutout like justin we we, i lived with a justin bieber cardboard cutout for years okay yeah and he was there for like birthdays christmas in the middle of the night you would think there was a man standing in the living room. No, it was just Justin no. Bieber. Um, and they were very much like they knew everything about him and they knew mm-hmm. like his birthday. And even one time we had to we had we were forced to celebrate Justin Bieber's birthday and his favorite food. I know this because they told me that his favorite food is pancakes. Oh so we God. had to go to IHOP <laughs> and get a stack of pancakes and put a candle on it. And by purple balloons, because I think, I don't know what album was out, but the, like, scheme was, like, white and purple or oh, something. Oh, it was, like, the Never Say Never era, right? Yes, yes. Because I do remember so we, being everywhere. Exactly. So we had to buy purple balloons and sing birth, sing happy birthday to Justin Bieber mm. to, like, appease their, I don't know, or whatever. Or even my own mother mm-hmm. was at a concert and he was driving by in the car and obviously, you know, don't try this at home. She, like, ran after the car. Like, oh my, my own God. mom, like, she ran after, like, the Justin Bieber car because she saw a glimpse of him. And, like, it, I would never do that. But some people, some people are, like, you know, they're willing to do that. They're willing to stand in these lines and, um, yeah, just wait like, it at, yeah, just. Well, I remember there was a girl in high school, and I won't, like, say her name. And we, she was in the school play with me, and she's about a year older than me. And I remember we were out all out, like, at, um like Applebee's or something like after the school play because like that's what you do and this girl like loved Justin Bieber and I remember it like hit midnight and it went to March 1st because like that's his birthday right yeah it hit March 1st I remember she was going around from table to table with all the play kids being like it's Justin Bieber's birthday like (laughs) (laughs) and I was like how do you know this I don't even know this you know yeah and then I guess that's like (laughs) begs the question why are some people on like the celebrity obsession spectrum kind of like lower like us like oh we have Mm -hmm. people that we like but we're not obsessed with them and then there are people who like maybe know a little bit more and like follow them a little bit more and then there are people who are like willing to just you know yeah go after them spend times like camped outside of people's houses or you know follow them around or just I don't know to like an unhealthy extent well do you remember when team 10 was like a big thing like a few years ago with like all absolutely those like and just... the parents condoned it they were mm-hmm. just camped outside 
of i mean at some point like when 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 is enough enough like they were just it was harassment at that point and like (laughs) trespassing (laughs) and that is what we want to just basically explore throughout this podcast because the other thing is i do feel like some good like to be fair some good can come out of like fan communities oh definitely like you know i'm sure like bts stands raised like what like a million dollars or something like that yeah like yeah and that's like phenomenal but it's like so interesting that little like dichotomy of like at what point does it like does this flip switch you know like yeah exactly so would you like to get into some of the um resources we have today with us yeah sure because okay like you know when we were discussing what we were going to do with this podcast and what we wanted to talk about we were sort of interested in having a more scientific take uh, my background is biology so <laughs> I'm a biologist and if there's one thing that I just love it's citing sources and having articles and you know just having that resource to just sort of base ideas like you know you have questions mm-hmm. and sometimes your questions have answers sometimes they have answers and then sub sub set of questions mm-hmm. but I think you know when we were talking about this I did a little deep diving because we were saying like there's you know like that dichotomy of like oh casual fan or super fan mm-hmm. and I was wondering like what causes that like what yeah how do, how do we get there and I found a few articles that they did they have studied this because you know celebrity culture is a, a phenomenon and it's been that way since I don't know since what when celebrities started it's it's only you know it's crazy because I can I maintain this opinion I also should probably say my background my background is mainly in sociology I would say despite I got my degree in conflict resolution conflict analysis and resolution but I took probably enough sociology to basically minor in it um so the study of society and societies and communities is what really like gets me going um but yeah I would say that like you know and I I haven't done a ton of proper research into this this is only basically based off like I love watching videos about like old movie stars and things like that like yeah um there's really kind of idea of well celebrity's always been a thing right like mm-hmm. when from the time like humanity has started there's always been like notable figures you know of course like as we studied history and um you know really like wrote things down especially in America you know like I'm sure George Washington was a celebrity of his day you know Ben Franklin was very well known you know you had people like you know um I'm trying to think (laughs) like I'm sure Charles Dickens was very well regarded as a writer um same thing with Mark Twain but these things are very different the rise of like what we consider a modern celebrity I would say is maybe like in the 30s with the rise of movies 20s and 30s I would say so, yeah. In the Hollywood system, which was very much like the old Hollywood was like, you'd come into Hollywood being like, I want to be a star. And they're like, okay, your name is now like, you know, something different. We're going to make an entire backstory about you. We're going to market you to everybody and they're going to love you. And we're going to put you in all these pictures and you're going to be known as like the ingenue. Um, So it really was this manufactured kind of thing. Yeah. And I mean, I guess you had like forms of entertainment, like 
plays mm-hmm. before you had movies. But I guess a movie, I think, would be able to reach more people yeah. than, say, like a local play. Well, I mean, also thinking about actors, actually one of the most famous actors of his time was John Wilkes Booth before Murdering yeah. Lincoln. Um, yeah. That's my favorite thing is that his and his older brother was actually like even more well known than him. And that's why you have the Booth Theater in New York, because it's named after the Booth actor. I don't know his name. I just know John Wilkes Booth. Um, Because he was the less famous younger brother. So it's kind of, I think someone described it as like Donnie Wahlberg, like murdering the president. Um, I should also (laughs) say my dad's a history teacher. So a lot of history is just kind of come down to me by osmosis of my dad. (laughs) Yes. As a former student of his, I can say very good history teacher. Yeah. So that's what that's what tickles me a little bit. But yeah, he was a famous actor. Like you had famous Shakespearean actors and opera singers and, you know, ballerinas, things like that. But it just was not. And it also just wasn't viewed in the same way as um, we view entertainment careers now. You know, like people were famous, but it was like you were almost a disgrace to your family if you went into like an arts career. Yeah. You, you had to be very willing to be like very poor in a sense for a long time and that's where you have like the starving artist yeah I mean do you think that's much different now I mean it's not I don't know (laughs) (laughs) I feel I feel like I feel like maybe arts is more respected but I also Mm -hmm. feel like it's definitely just it's not encouraged you know well it's like it's one of those things where I feel like if you hit it big and you do it very well and you you know get you can you can easily make a large sum of money doing it but just getting that break is what the hardest part is you know yeah like so that's what makes it both a risk but the reward is so like big that it's like you might as well just and also people genuinely like it you know my cousin's an actress and she does it because she genuinely likes it and she genuinely enjoy like couldn't see herself doing anything else which is you know I get I work just it's like a little bit of me background also I work a nine-to-five day job like I get that's not for everyone I personally really enjoy it but like some people just can't you know be doing data entry or like no yeah need to feel creatively fulfilled well would you say that the threshold for becoming a celebrity has lowered in recent times oh yeah again 100% for sure because like with the rise of YouTube and Twitch and um you know like social media even just like you could I've seen people who are like comedians on Twitter like getting writing jobs because their videos got like really popular or TikTok oh yeah um yeah. I mean like also Miranda Sings is one of the biggest YouTubers like on the planet and in the, the website's history but she started because she was an actress and she just wasn't getting a lot of work so she's like let me just make these silly videos yeah or like Charlie D'Amelio who's just made TikTok dances and now she's in like <laughs> Dunkin Donuts yeah exactly like, like they named a Dunkin' drink after her <laughs> or you know like so- suddenly you're in your bedroom and then the next minute you're like a household name yeah. you know like I feel like to become a musician or an actress you had to like move to Hollywood mm-hmm. and do gig after gig after gig and yeah. like maybe they'd hire you maybe they wouldn't and it kind of rested in somebody else's hands like I mean, I guess mm-hmm. now it's more of like a masses, like do the, 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 do the masses like you? Yeah. M- more than like a single hiring, like director, casting director or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Or like, you know, you, 
I think with like a band, it's like you'd play some gigs and then like if someone from the record company really liked you, they're like, okay, we'll make a record deal with you. And then also oftentimes what happened with a lot of that stuff is that con because it was a third party or someone outside the, like, you know, a, a corporation doing this, oftentimes the contracts were really bad and like did right. not, you know, like did not work in the artist's favor most of the time. And there's so many cases of this happening. Even now, like Taylor Swift doesn't own over half of her discography. She has to re-record right. because she was signed into a crappy contract or, you know, the Backstreet Boys and NSYNC got paid like $10,000 after making millions and millions of dollars for their manager because they were locked into a really bad contract. And that's just, but that was like, that's just the price of being famous. That's just the price of getting your name out there, even though it really wasn't equitable to the amount of work that they were like actually doing. Yeah, exactly. And I think that even like today, a good example of that being being turned upside down um corpse husband who started off on youtube as a um horror story narrator Mm -hmm. and he released a song um uh e-girls are ruining my life and it was a hit it was a hit on tiktok and you know on instagram and people were sharing it like crazy and he's just he made it in his bedroom with like a blue yeti (laughs) no record label no recording studio he did Mm -hmm. it himself and just last week, he released a song with Machine Gun Kelly. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he just went completely, didn't have a label, didn't have a manager. He did it all himself. Like, whatever his proceeds are, he gets to keep them. And he speaks out about um, the music industry. Like, he, he, he's been open about how actors have or musicians have a hard time and it, mm-hmm. it's a struggle and sometimes it leads to like addiction and, and mental health issues because they're just treated so poorly and he's you know trying to like bring awareness to that so that other artists can see hey I don't need a record label to be famous I don't need a record label to get my name out there I don't need a record label to get you know a Times Square billboard like yeah. I can you can do it on your own I don't need a record label to collab with I would say a pretty big you know, musician. I mean, Machine Gun Kelly. Machine Gun Kelly is, I came home from college, like, I I came home, I think it was coming home from college, and my mom's like, I love this song. I'm obsessed with this song, and it was like a Machine Gun Kelly song, and I laughed so hard. She's like, I discovered this great new, yeah, so (laughs) he's not, like, a small-time No, you know, Daywalker, Machine Gun Kelly, featuring Corpse, like, Mm -hmm. And I feel like that makes fans almost like more protective over their artists also because they're like homegrown, you know? Yeah. Like, I I feel like that almost makes fan reaction and interaction like so much more heightened because you're like, I feel like I know this person. I feel like, yeah, you know, there's no like, I mean, I'm not sure how many celebrities have like PR people, like public relations people. Mm -hmm. And who filter maybe their twit their um instagram posts or their tweets Mm. or you know like if you're a youtuber maybe you do have one if you're you know a bigger one but but i guess when you're starting out you don't so it's very i guess raw i would think and like unfiltered like they aren't they're more themselves you know like there's no veil of like this is who you should present yourself to be this is who we who we want you to be this is 
who yeah. we think brands would like brand friendly like you know mm-hmm. does mcdonald's like you if yeah. mcdonald's doesn't like you then maybe you should change how you dress or how you act or what you say mm-hmm. and it's interesting because um I've been obsessed with RuPaul's Drag Race for this past summer. My Mm -hmm. sisters and I have needed something in these times to, like, that's so, like, light and fluffy and, like, almost, like, eating, like, frosting. Yes. RuPaul's Drag Race is that, like, for me. You know, it is, like, I feel like I can turn on an episode and turn my brain off and enjoy the fashion and enjoy the queens just, like, you know, talking with each other and making, like, you know, reading each other, all that stuff. And um, because of that, I've been following a lot of them on Twitter now. Like my entire yeah, yeah. Twitter feed is just like RuPaul's Drag Race. <laughs> and a lot of them are very small content creators, despite being on this like really well-known show. And, and then on, they've been talking a lot about how, especially with the season, season 13 is still premiering, like as we're recording this episode, um, they've been dealing with a lot of like hate and actually one queen, because also the... Uh, RuPaul's Drag Race, the United Kingdom version is premiering as well mm-hmm. in the finales next week. One of those queens actually had to delete their Twitter because of the fan reaction. Like, the fan vitriol was just too much. And, like, they're not famous enough in the mainstream sense to, like, have a PR team. So they just see everything. And they Wait. Just- <clears throat> Wait, they were being harassed, you said, mm-hmm. on Twitter? Like, so many people were saying, like, oh, your attitude's so bad. Like, oh, why? Like, you know... Like fans, like fans actually for the American version of season 13, they actually went to one contestant's mom. They sent like death threats to a contestant's mom because they didn't like her or she did something or she sent home a contestant that they liked. Oh, God. And it's like you have no like that to me. And like what make like what in your brain makes you think that that's okay on any planet? And like why? Like, you know, and so I guess that's also what we want to explore is why people get so attached. Right, right. I think we were going to do that and we all went off into a tangent. <laughs> I think it was a good tangent, but yeah. <laughs> but going back to the, the resources we found. Um. Yes. Okay, so I found an article by John Malpe. It was written in, um, I think, 2003. So a mm-hmm. little dated, but a little bit, you know, more on the modern side. You know, it was in the 90s. Yeah. Um, so it was titled A Clinical Interpretation of Attitudes and Behaviors associated with celebrity worship and so it kind of goes on about how people who worship celebrities have different distinct personality traits Mm -hmm. and this particular article defines worship as obsessed with a celebrity to the point of delusion so this could be super fans who break into their houses or don't understand basic boundaries like you said like sending uh, tweets or like messages to somebody's mom like that's a boundary that a regular you know quote-unquote person maybe wouldn't cross yeah um so they administered a personality test and a celebrity aptitude test to the people mm-hmm. um and i guess one of their like um examples of an extreme celebrity worship is a 16 year old girl who uh, we'll put it like a trigger warning here. Okay. Um, who uh, attempted suicide because her celebrity crush announced that he was engaged. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's like, you know, like really severe yeah. reaction to somebody that she potentially never met. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And the article also like breaks down different levels of attitudes towards celebrities. So there's level one, which includes my friends and I like to discuss what my favorite celebrity has done and learning the life of story of my celebrity is a, is a lot of fun, you know, Mm -hmm. basic. And then there's the middle level. uh, I consider my favorite celebrity to be my soulmate. And I have frequent thoughts about my celebrity, even when I don't want to up until like the most extreme uh, level is if someone gave me several thousands of dollars to do with, as I please, I would consider spending it on a personal possession, like a napkin or a paper plate once used by my celebrity or Uh, If I were lucky enough to meet my favorite celebrity and he or she asked me to do something illegal as a favor, I would probably do it. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think they found that uh, the factors that influence these thoughts or like what what level of celebrity worship you on are um, poor psychological functioning. Mm -hmm. Um, and it occurs more in adolescents or young people. And celebrity worshippers are more likely than non-worshippers to value a game-playing love style. But the factors that they found that don't necessarily influence is authoritarianism mm-hmm. and shyness or loneliness, which I thought was pretty interesting because you would think that maybe like, oh, such and such person is obsessed with them because they don't have friends in their real life or they can't reach out to other people. So that, that wouldn't be the case. Mm -hmm. And I feel like in a lot of like, when people do critique fans and fan culture or like when they portray them in media or kind of do like pastiches or make fun of them or anything like that, they are typically like loners in their basement. Like, you know, yeah. But it, it is interesting to find that that's not the case. Like, you can have a bunch of friends, but still, like, have feelings like that, you know? Yeah. So, you mentioned that they mentioned talk about a 16-year-old girl. Do you know if they talk about any other, like, populations that they've interviewed or, like, not interviewed or studied? Um. Well, I don't... I'd have to go back and I'm sure they, you know... Mm-hmm. said what where they found their interview it wasn't just you know a 16 year old girl that they interviewed yeah. i think it was a broader group of people because mm-hmm. i feel like one interesting study could be like the difference between men and women and how they like interact with their favorite kind of celebrities because i feel like it is also like with on again like when someone thinks about a stereotypical like fan of something I think that people mind at least my mind because of like the way our society is constructed and stuff immediately jumps to like a 16 year old girl or like a 13 year old girl like at a barricade like screaming with like a giant sign but I know that that's not always the case you know um yeah and and men can be just as fanatical if not like more so in the way that they worship celebrities you know yeah. Okay. So here it says that the respondents mm-hmm. uh, were collected in the United Kingdom. Okay. Um, it was 164 male and 153 female full-time university students. Okay. So um, age also. 18 to 29. That yeah, that's interesting. That it's like people around our age that they yeah. really like. I don't know. Because the other thing I thought about the other day was that it was a fan who um, assassinated John. Or I guess trigger warning. A fan mm-hmm. assassinated John Lennon, and it was a male fan, 
I don't know how right. old he was at that point, but he was so fanatical in his devotion to like John Lennon that like, and he had felt that John Lennon had let him down um, in that regard. And I always found that story like really fascinating. I know. Like if you care some care about somebody that much that you would take their life, like now they're mm-hmm. gone. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't make sense. My SAT tutor told me that story. Isn't that weird? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I didn't know that. He was like, this, you know, and he had, and apparently, allegedly, the um, like the guy who killed John Lennon also had a book of the catcher in the rye, like in his pocket, because he felt that John Lennon had become a phony. And oh my god, Holden Caulfield, like, is is everyone's a phony? But it's so like that's the one thing I don't know. I I just been like thinking about that, I guess, as of late, like the difference. But I don't know. Yeah. Because I was also thinking, I guess, this morning, again, in preparation for this, about how also, like, I feel like sometimes male fans can be the most belligerent and the most, like, you know, aggressive when it comes to stuff. Right. Like, you can't have a civil discussion with anyone about Star Wars online at all. You know, it immediately just devolves into, like, um, a, 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 a yelling contest between who likes what movies and why and why this movie, like... You know, it, it's just it's just interesting to me because I almost sometimes feel like that female fans, from my perspective, can almost be a bit healthier sometimes. Mm. I've been drinking on um, a fizzy drink this entire time, so bubbly, bubbly, yeah. I don't know, but that that again, that's just anecdotal evidence that like I just witnessed online. Yeah, no, I mean, I feel like you could probably extend that onto how. Um men are taught to behave in the world and how women are taught to behave in the world. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, if boys are loud or yelly or, you know, out of control, it's like, oh, they're a boy. That's just yeah. what boys do. But if a girl is out of control and she's probably going to be like, oh, you're not acting like a lady. Like you need to mm-hmm. be prim and proper. So when it comes to our opinions, we're probably told to, you know, be quieter about it and not as loud or, you know, or even, being able to have an opinion because like you said like how much you hated justin bieber you weren't the only one who hated justin mm-hmm. bieber you know and like i love robert pattinson and twilight there were a lot of people who hated twilight and there was just a strong hate yeah. so do you see people hating star wars it's like no or like a vehement like just disdain yeah. like star wars is for like i mean there is like the nerdy aspect like oh mm-hmm. you know if you like star wars you're like a nerd but it's not like people are very vindictive against star wars fans i don't think yeah i feel like we'll really have to do a deep dive into it because i think a lot of like i i feel like okay i genuinely don't like justin bieber <laughs> i did not like <laughs> yummy i just I just, you know what, now as like a 24 year old, I'm like, I just can't get into his music. I don't like pop music really to begin with. That's I fair. really like sit much more in like the folky, like, you know, weirdness of that or like more like alternative rock type stuff. Or that's classic definitely rock. fair. Like, yeah. That's what I was like raised on. Um, but I mean, like I like Taylor Swift. I like Ariana Grande. I like, you know that kind of stuff it's not my first choice but like sometimes I'm like you know what yes let's listen to like dangerous woman sometimes mm-hmm. you just want to listen to God as a woman you know you just want to do your Ariana fantasy but um <laughs> but I also think a part of it at the time was when when I your little sisters were really really big into Justin Bieber and when I was really really not I was probably about 13 14 years old so I think a lot of it also was kind of that whole like I'm not like other girls isms 
Mm-hmm. You know, that comes to the forefront. Um, when you are trying to figure out your identity and how that fits in with society. And as someone who was formerly a teenage girl, you don't want to feel to be made like you don't want to feel stupid, you know? Like yeah. uh, I remember I saw, I don't know if I ever told you about this, but I saw um Twilight Eclipse on the midnight premiere. Mm-hmm. My little sister and I, I wanted to go to this midnight premiere. I think it's because I genuinely Again, I don't, I'm so sorry, but I don't love Twilight. And it's Twilight, okay. I, with Twilight, I really tried. I read the book. <laughs> I saw the movie. I really tried. I went to a Twilight-themed birthday party, and we had to pick whether we were Team Edward or Team Jacob. I really tried <laughs> to, like, fall in love with Twilight. But I was like, I just remember reading the first book, and I'm like, I am, like, I'm bored. But that's because I'm very much a Percy Jackson kid. I'm sorry. Like, I wasn't even that big into Harry Potter. Yeah, no, I mean, I get that. It's like, I mean, there's a difference between a matter of opinion, like just whether you like, whether you don't like something because you truly don't like it or whether you don't like it because you don't, other people don't want you to like it. Yeah. And that's the thing is when I told my twin sister, I have a twin sister, by the way. So when really future episodes are like, (laughs) just so when our, our our loyal listeners are like, you have a twin sister, I could be like, yes, I mentioned it in the first episode. And we are fraternal before anyone asks. Um, Wait, I don't think we, I don't think we've even established our own relationship with each other. Oh yeah. No, that probably would have been a really great thing. (laughs) We started with. We met last week. Brashana and I met on a street corner one night. I was standing under a lamp and she came out of the shadows of the alley and said, I said, boo, want to yeah. start a podcast? Yeah, exactly. She said, boo, do you want to start a podcast? And I said, okay. And that's how. <laughs> no, real story is I think actually it's been so long now. I don't even know how many years it's been, but I think I was friends with your fraternal twin first i think yeah. so well, yeah you guys were in the same class yeah so we met in the sixth grade i guess is the the bottom we met in middle school we are 24 now yes so that was tw- 12 years ago 13 mm. years ago because we were what, 10, 11 year how old are you in i would say 11 i'm gonna say mm-hmm. 11 we'll throw 11 at the wall see if it sticks well you're older than me so by a few months yeah so maybe I was 12 you were 11 well you turned 12 before me well I'm just gonna say we met when we were 11 um I actually really I fully don't remember meeting you I just remember being your friend like you know you, you know how I, it is? I, like, I, it's like <laughs> like I there's no there was just a time before you and then there's a time after you but I don't remember like how it came to like be. I don't remember ever walking up to me like hi my name is Kayla it's nice to meet you and then no like, like I just not at being, all. I just remember being like, well, I was friends. So we have a mutual best friend that's not my twin sister. Right. And we met, I met her first, like in band class, because we both played the same instrument. We sat next to each other. Right. And, and we then, were friends. Yeah. I was friends with her since kindergarten. Yes. And then we became just a friend group, I guess. Right. And then we were friends all through middle school and high school and college and now grad school. Um, oh yeah, grad school. Well, I'm not in grad school, but you're in grad school. Grad school. Yeah, I'm gonna get there someday. I think. Why not? I mean, <laughs> I'm I'm burnt out. <laughs> so, <laughs> <This> is, <laughs> go get your master's, kids. You can get your master's. You can do it. <laughs> I mean, you just you know, cry until you laugh, guys. Cry until you laugh. 
Well, that's like, the thing is, is that I, if I ever get my master's, I'd want to get it in sociology, but like, I don't, I'd want to study cults, which is also kind of why I'm interested in this because this is Very like, cool, like, it's cool. This, this is on the, I feel like this is on the path to one, you know? Yeah. It's on a cult spectrum. I would say. Yeah. Like, I feel like it's like the, because the other thing I'm very fascinated by, and I don't know if I've ever told you about this or talked about this, because I also feel like it's very applicable. I, like one thing I would love to just sit and for one episode you guys are also listening to our planning <laughs> me planning this out a little bit I would love to just do a deep dive on like fandom oh one episode. and yeah because I want to explore what a good like a, what a healthy community versus unhealthy community looks like because Can you I feel- find a healthy community or like who's who whose opinion who gets to decide what's healthy and what's not that's very true. I don't know. I, but I mean, like, you look at something like the Manson family, and that's unhealthy. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. We're going to talk about the Beach Boys and the Manson family also on this, at least at one point. Because I will never not tell people that Dennis Wilson let Charlie Manson live in his house. And then Charlie Manson and the Beach Boys recorded music together. But it's never <laughs> been released, and they will never talk about it. <laughs> and I so know they- that this is a fact. You can Google it. Like, <laughs> this is a real, like, this is a real thing that happened. <laughs> but yeah so that's how Prashan and I know but when I went to go see Twilight at midnight I remember my twin sister said to me well I'm gonna sit she was very my twin sister's always been very like good at the online space and she she's an artist and so she got her start doing art online and so she had a healthy group of online friends at that point and she was like, well, me and my online friends are all going to draw together and talk about how much we hate Twilight. We're going to make a, a list of like Are you 100 serious? Reasons. Yeah, like I'm serious about 100 reasons why we hate Twilight. We're like, Twilight oh my is God. stupid. This is like, news to me. But like looking back on it now, it's totally like, a, it was. It, to me, it felt like maybe my twin sister will have some way to clear that out. She's sitting in the room behind me. So I'm sure she heard it. But um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to text her later. <laughs> We're gonna have beef. Yeah, but I, it, to me, like looking back, it just very much felt like a not like other girls isms because you know, like Twilight does have like problematic aspects of it, but like it's not, in my opinion, enough. Like it did not meet the hate it was like receiving at that moment in time. You know, right, right. Even even the criticism of the movie in general. Like I've mm-hmm. had people say it was a genuine, like a genuinely bad movie, and I would have to disagree like it wasn't abnormally bad i mean it wasn't like an oscar <laughs> is that the movie one emmy what, what is oscar? Oscar. It's, oscar it's an oscar yeah. mm-hmm. um you know it wasn't like an oscar worthy movie it was a movie based on a book that you know the, the audience general was like teen girls at the time yeah and kristen stewart i i, I mean criticizing her like now now that she's outside of twilight and robert pattinson are outside of twilight all of a sudden people are realizing oh they're not such bad actors or actresses but they got that like sort of stigma placed upon them just for this sake that you know it was so controversial and to the fact where it's kind of almost hurtful Mm-hmm. when oh, yeah. they do interviews and say how they hated doing it or they hated like mm-hmm. that was the worst thing that you know they could have done but I feel like that kind of launched their career you know like that's how they got their start yeah and as somebody who really cared for it and I think it was it's 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 crazy to say but it, it, it was kind of like transform it it got me to read more 
Mm -hmm. Like I was always a big reader, but for being, I don't know what, like 11, 12, reading (laughs) a 400 page book, Mm -hmm. like in one night, I think that's, that's pretty like impressive. And that should be encouraged. Like, yeah, nobody ever talked about the aspect that teen girls were reading like huge novels. Like Mm -hmm. they weren't chapter books. They weren't like 100 pages, 150 pages. They were 400, 500, I think like maybe even up to 600 pages. Like they were tomes. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Well, that's why like I remember, I remember um, another mutual friend of ours who went to elementary school with me because I learned about this like in in the fifth grade. Um, She played flute with you in, in band um right right yeah yeah um and she she I remember was like saying I read this in a week and I was like this is this is like a doorstop you know I have have a copy of um like war and peace up in my bedroom because that's my like 2021 goal we'll see if I finish it but um it's about as big as that like twilight's probably about maybe a little smaller than that but it's about it's a comparable size or like you know I remember my cousin my older cousin the actress was like obsessed with Harry Potter she was like obsessed, like to the point where I remember when Deathly Hallows came. It was either Deathly Hallows or Half Blood Prince came out, and those mm-hmm. are about the size of a Twilight novel. She yeah. shut herself in my grandparents' bedroom because we all, um, my grandparents have a beach house that we all would come down to in the summer. And I just remember she locked herself in there and read the entire book, and we're like, told him, don't disturb her, mm-hmm. don't like talk to her, like she does not like just let her read. But I feel like, and no one said anything, but I feel like if it were a Twilight book, like, she, like there would have been a comment made about it or something, you know, like, it, right. it just, it just <laughs> felt like, like, that was the thing that teenage girls were into. But I do have to understand, I understand where Robert Pattinson and Kristen Stewart come, at least with some, how it might have been overwhelming to them. Like, I don't think the movie experience itself was that bad, but some of the fan stuff, I totally get. Like, just oh, yeah, like, yeah, people yeah. coming up and being like, I'm going to marry you one day. Or, like, <sighs> you know, I'm going to, like, you know, I, or, like, and the other thing is that I feel like for Kristen Stewart in particular, for, for women in those roles, when you are, like, the, the main love interest, it's hard because everyone wants to be you, you know? Like, yeah. you want to be fought, like, the, the 11-year-old wants to be fought over by the werewolf and the vampire, um, you know? And I also do have to say, I do feel bad for um, Taylor Watner, just because I didn't realize how young he was. 16 when he was in those movies, 16, 17 years old. And That's he was expected pretty... to maintain that body image for oh like, yeah forever. I'm like, he's 16 like let the boy eat <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's that's definitely you know an an unhealthy aspect of mm-hmm. the movie industry or you know or even how like I think there was like a controversy about Robert Pattinson having to get like spray tan abs yeah for but, like, but that's Dumont. not really an issue with the material itself it's more like an no. issue with the movie executives making the material itself like that's not really like a you know, Stephanie Meyer did not re- require Jacob or Taylor Watner to play Jacob, like, and have a six pack the entire, like, you know, I just think that's like, that's also just a negative. And that's also something I think we're going to get into is just body image because nowadays also it's gotten worse. Like imagine having Instagram back in 2008 when like, you know, oh God, yeah, he had those abs. Yeah, and- no, they were just, <laughs> no. I think that would have, like, that would not have been good, you know? No, and I I personally, I personally never quite understood the need to have actors with 
unrealistic body types. Like mm-hmm. I was never the one to be like, oh my gosh, like he has a six pack. I love that. Like, <laughs> no, <laughs> like no. I never, <laughs> that wasn't it. <laughs> like, if, yeah. you know, I wasn't there to, you know, watch them shirtless. I cared more about, I guess, like the character development. Yeah, exactly. I was not sitting there waiting for like, oh my gosh, I can't wait for like the shirtless scene, you know? Yeah. Like, I don't know my, you know who my ideal man is like genuinely. And I've said this to people like my biggest celebrity crush is not like the genuine, like heartthrob, like, like Seth that Rogen. what that's my, you think that's my celebrity? <laughs> no, it's close. It's Jason Sudeikis. I would like die for Jason Sudeikis. <laughs> that is like my ideal like man wait hold on let me look him up I, like, I have his like face in my mind yeah but he, like he's not he's not even a teenager he's like 40 or something no but... I know he's cute <laughs> it's like him and like Ross Lynch I like Ross Lynch a lot I too. love Ross Lynch I'm like that there we go that's like the celebrity like... crush for me he's I not the like... Ross Lynch phase a couple years ago yeah, I mean, he's cute, but he's, like, attainable, you know? I'm like, he's not out of my league. I feel like I could measure up next to him. Right, he's like a Paul Rudd. Yeah, oh, yeah, exactly, like, Paul yeah. Rudd 100%. Um, You know, like, I don't know, I just, I just, like, those are the people I, like, I think it's the more attitude that I'm, like, I really like, you know? <laughs> no, I get that. Like, when they come out with this, like, top 10, like, world sexiest men i'm always like why yeah <laughs> i mean i mean no i'm not reverse re- like reverse shaming people like you know everybody mm-hmm. is attracted to whoever they are exactly but i'm just saying yeah. me personally i'm like who are they who are they serving because i would not like pit pick brad pitt over you know like yeah. paul rudd like i yeah. would pick paul rudd over like brad pitt <laughs> <laughs> exactly or like you know i i do have to say i would take seth rogan and freaks and geeks um but i would oh like, top tier seth rogan freaks top, and geeks top tier seth do you remember when i did not like seth rogan for a minute there no i, I know that's why i said it that's, that's why i I'm said cool it him <laughs> now. i like him now <laughs> i've forgiven him for sausage party he doesn't know who i am probably yeah i'm gonna listen s- to this and be like that sorry girl. about sausage party yeah no i mean at one point you were saying if you saw seth rogan in an alley you would punch him in the face i, I remember that in the face, but now i won't now i won't <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> he's gotten there he's cool he's cool i've grown up i was that back then i was just an immature 19 year old but now i'm a wise and mature 24 year old so <laughs> we're all good <laughs> yeah no but i can i can definitely and then and then that like begs the question like who i i want to know who 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 gets to pick who gets to pick the hot men who what's their like board who I don't picks know. that do you remember like what? Garth Brooks or something like that was like the world sexy Blake Shelton? I think it was Blake Shelton was like the world sexiest man, and I'm like him really? <laughs> Anybody? Yeah. yeah, no. Are are they going off of like what is it like the golden theory or like facial ratio I, aspect? I, I think that's eugenics. I feel like I feel like you can't at that point. You're getting into eugenics, aren't you? Like the I golden mean, ratio. Like, I I feel like you know they probably are. I I, I won't say for certain but symmetry i think like if you like i'm sure if you like ran a facial scanner on the past i don't know like what 10 15 years worth of like people magazines top Mm -hmm. 20 sexiest men alive like i'm sure their facial aspect ratios would be pretty even 
Yeah. I'm really like John Boyega. That's also someone I just remembered I had like a giant ass crush on. I love John Boyega. Right. Man of my heart. Former <laughs> stormtrooper. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Adam Driver. Oh, <laughs> uh, no. I don't like Adam Driver that much. My little sister actually, um, she only likes Adam Driver as him in Star Wars. And like, that's it. She's like, I do not like Adam Driver in any other role. But like, like, I do not, like, have a crush on him in any other role but Star fun Wars. Fun fact, fun fact, um, Kayla ruined Star Wars ruin for me um, because I was an Adam Driver fan uh, back in the HBO series Girls Heyday. Oh. Had a big crush on Adam Driver as Adam. Uh-huh. Um, and we went to go see Star Wars. I think, I think we went together. And you, you were like, guess... I feel like you were, or I saw you before I went. And you were like, guess who plays Kylo Ren? And you said, like, Adam Driver. So I never got that, like, big reveal moment when he took off his helmet and it was Adam Driver. (laughs) I I remember seeing that in the movie theater for the first time ever. And The Force Awakens, I'm, you know, I'm not here to ignite any Star Wars things, so please don't, but... I love The Force Awakens, but that's because of the way I saw it. I went in with no context. I had not seen the original movies. I just went in this as like a standalone Star Wars thing. And he took off his mask and I'm like, who on earth is that? That was underneath it the whole time. I was I was like, I've never seen this man before in my life. Like, sorry to that man. I don't know. Like, <laughs> But it's like right on par with the someone spoiled Bob Odenkirk being in Little Women for me. So when you like walk through the door and he's like, my little women, I, it was like, I didn't get the whole, it's so revealed. Cause I, I also love Breaking Bad. Jesse, oh my God. Jesse Pinkman from Better Call Saul is also my like crush. I would. Who? Jesse, have you ever seen Breaking Bad? Okay. Well, well, yeah. 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 Jesse Pinkman. He is like, the, you have a crush on him. <laughs> you know what? He's the only character. I'm like, I can fix him. I can do it, you know. I'm like, <laughs> I can, I can fix him. I can, I can make him leave his life of crime behind. I can do it. I always thought that the I don't know what his son from Breaking Bad, like his son, uh, I forget what oh, it was, Finn Walt Junior slash Finn. Yes. Yeah. No, Finn, I thought he was. I, I, yeah, I thought he was cute. Yeah, he's cute. He definitely is. I mean, like, he was more, like, what closer to my age, I guess, than, like, anyone on Breaking Bad. But, um, but yeah, I just, I just really like Aaron Paul. But, like, only Aaron Paul with, like, the long hair when he shaves his head. Not really. But, like, again, it's the personality <laughs> thing. It's, like, the one thing. I'm right. Like, he just needs some love. He just needs some kindness. I, I get that. That's ridiculous. He, like, that like, like, he has the potential to be good. I feel Yes, that. exactly. That's the thing. But I don't know. I think that's how it's alluring to us. We want to, like, <laughs> they want you, us to feel like it. You, you know? know what? I, as an avid user of TikTok, mm-hmm. and I will, this is a hill I will die on, <laughs> is that <laughs> the TikTok algorithm has somehow just, like, really, really tapped into the human psyche mm-hmm. i don't know if it's my particular psyche on my for you page yeah or just the human psyche um in general but something that comes up a lot because you know they cater it to who you think you find attractive so i'll get mm-hmm. you know adam driver things or like yeah. you know corpse husband things like that's on my fyp right and then if 
Okay, so for example, right? Corpse Husband, Faceless YouTuber, also mm-hmm. um, Dream, Minecraft. Um, Is Dream also he, faceless? He's also faceless. Fun fact. Um, he will That's do a face do reveal, it. I think, um, as soon as one of his uh, partners can come from the UK and get over here <laughs> and they can do a meet and greet together, then maybe he'll reveal his favorite face. He said that. Um, but they're faceless, right? And oh. they're fan base on the surface level they think it's predominantly girls right they Mm -hmm. think it's predominantly girls um they have attractive voices only thing that we've seen from them is maybe their shoulders down and their hands right and so you have this like idea that wow like you, you you hear a lot women are so like vain like they're so like i don't know obsessed with men's looks or like Mm. how you know, whatever, but these men can just just attract a seemingly fan base of girls without showing their face at all. Yeah. Without just 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 a hand. Just a hand and everyone went wild, right? Mm-hmm. So then a lot of people were like, why? Why can we see this man's singular hand? And we're like, wow, just amazing. 10 out of 10. We love it. And there's also the um the like some girls prefer like character like romance novel heroes as opposed to like the heroes that they tell you to like like you know like the celebrities that they're pushing in your face like you should like them like this is who you should be attracted to and somebody there's no basis to this this is just you know pure speculation um but somebody mentioned how the way that they try to portray the way that women see men is the way that men see women. So like the male gaze. Yeah. So like what men look at or women, they try to transpose that, but that's not what women want. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like, I mean, I can't speak for all women, but I can speak for myself when I say that, like you look at somebody's hands or like their shoulders, like, Oh yeah. Like that's great. You know? Mm Mm-hmm not like necessarily like oh they have like a six pack or like you know yeah like what 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 they are like what they try to emphasize yeah sometimes I almost feel like it's the opposite sometimes I feel like for men it's so like looks based and for women it's so much more like personality you know like oh I like their personality you know like someone might really love like Joe Man Joe Manganiello do you know who that is um Aquaman no no, he's unmarried oh. to Sofia Vergara. He's like the dude from Magic Mike. <laughs> but he's also like this buff guy. But I like him because he's also like a nerd who plays isn't D&D. He Aqu- isn't he Aquaman? No, that's um, Jason Momoa. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, so they have the same initials. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Wait, but- let, me look, let me look it up. Hold on. <laughs> He's like just like this big guy. I don't know, but he's Wait. also like a nerd. He plays a D with people. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like sometimes Wasn't people he... just like that. Oh, he's married to Sophia Vergara. Yeah, they've been married for like a while. See, I just like for these viewers at home, <laughs> listeners at home, we're not immune to this either. I just really also want to <laughs> emphasize this that we are not like above. <laughs> No, not at all. We are fans ourselves of things. Um, you know, we just want to explore it and just discuss it in detail. Um, yeah. Like, I mean, 
I think it's just just funny at all. It's like, you know, I lost my train of thought. Whatever. Forget it. (laughs) I know weird things, too. We all know weird things, you know. Just my dog is barking. I think my, my neighbor has a golden retriever puppy. This is completely unrelated, but my dog keeps trying to find the golden retriever puppy and like bark at it. She thinks he's like an alien coming down to invade our neighborhood. Um, But yeah, I feel like celebrity culture in general is just so pervasive in our society that it's almost harder to ignore it than like just to accept your fate and like learn things either voluntarily or involuntarily, you know? Yeah, no, like now I have a new um, celebrity fact, like that Joe Manganiello is married to Sofia Vergara. Did you know... (laughs) that Brenda Song is in a relationship with Macaulay Culkin. I did know that. Yeah. That's weird, right? Yeah. You would think that that's like two different spectrums of celebrity, right? Yeah. But I mean, we should also do an episode on child stars because it's also like yeah. very fascinating because the um child to adult pipeline in Hollywood is both terrifying and like really we are like i feel like we we should also just kind of give a preview about things we would like to discuss Um, right oh also disclaimer these are completely our own opinions yes like like, nothing we say is fact or just like you know like 100 percent. you know we're we're doing our best here to just sort of extrapolate on stuff wonder about things yeah Um, this is just an ongoing conversation we're just inviting you to listen to it and join in yeah like this yeah these are all our opinions you do not have to feel the same way it is totally fine we are both extremely open-minded and super also, light-hearted yeah <laughs> this is a very um this is also just an amateur show we both well i work full-time brashan is in school full-time um so this is just kind of a labor of love from both of us yeah just trying to find some something i don't know like a, like a some a, a break from the monotony if you will <laughs> yes yes something to like something that we can call our own that's creative and weird yeah ex- expressive express our that's, yeah i like that word expressive yeah i feel like that's very apt mm. we're only gonna have like five people listening to this and they're probably gonna be like they're gonna really <laughs> love this like <laughs> <laughs> yeah also, yeah. So. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's been about an hour, I think. Oh really? Yes. So it. Okay, so I guess <laughs> I guess on that note, Kayla. I mean, if you'd like to just, um, I think you were saying about the other things that we could possibly yeah. do so, coming soon. I would love to do, again, the Manson family and the Beach Boys. That, to me, is very fascinating how that happened. Um, this is kind of, just also, this episode is kind of an introduction to us, our likes, our dislikes. I feel like going forward, this is still a pilot. <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's it's more like a, um, a get to know us. A yes. little meet and greet, a little uh, hello world. Yes, a little hi and hello. Um, we'd love to do, I'd love to do something on Free Britney. I know that that's a big thing. Um, uh, fandoms in general, um, both the good, bad, and the ugly, with like, yeah, fangirls, fanboys, things like that. Um, you know, 
Um, I think I want to discuss, we definitely want to discuss influencers at some point. Oh, yeah. Because there's a lot on um, child stars and the way that that's worked. Because it's it, that's also, child stars is also something that's happened or been a phenomenon going back all the way to like the 40s and 50s and 30s with Shirley Yeah, Temple. like Shirley, Shirley Temple. Temple was in like yeah. probably, I think, over 100 films before she was probably like 20. Boy, oh boy, did I love Shirley Temple. We had that like, I don't know, that like, you know, infomercial pack. Yeah, you it was got like Shirley that? Temple's greatest hits. Yes. <laughs> and I used to sit, I had a cot. I mm-hmm. had a cot that would like, it was like a really cool cot. I don't know where I got it from, yeah. why I had it, but I would just chill in the living room watching Shirley Temple films. And it was like, that was that was a good part of my childhood, you know? That yeah. was like really like comfort, comforting. See, that's how I kind of feel. I, I haven't seen this movie in years, but that's kind of how I feel about like The Wizard of Oz. Like, I don't know why. I just go back. Like, I didn't even watch it that much, but like I'll watch it and be like, that's a really good movie. But like, yeah. like everything that happened to Julie Garland also is like wild, insane. Like it it's it's just a massive um she was just let down by every single person in her life. It was from what I've understood, but yeah, child stars, influencers. Um, I'd love to do something on family vloggers. Oh, definitely. Especially with the, the topic of child stars when you are an involuntary child star. I know. Or How like that, being, that... being I, I mean, I feel like it's one thing to even pick up a vlog when you have a two-year-old or a three-year-old. Mm-hmm. But people have like from conception. <laughs> yeah. From like, you know, even preconception, like just following that whole entire journey, like having your life mm-hmm. documented, just, you know. And see the closest, for all the world to see the closest blueprint. I feel like I can even get for that, like with like a, going into adulthood and everything. Honestly, is like the Olsen twins. That's the only thing, like because they were filmed from the time they were like eight months old to when they right. were like seventeen, eighteen. But yeah, yes. so child stars, family vloggers, um, maybe some more like conspiracy esque. I don't. I'd love to talk about Scientology in Hollywood. That's weird. That is weird. Tom Cruise, where are you? Well, it's not even just Tom Cruise. Elizabeth Moss is a Scientologist. And she's on really? that show, Handmaid's Tale. Yeah, people have said to her, they're like, how can you be on a show that's like, that basically America as if it were run by a cult and then still be in a cult? Wait, hold on. Elizabeth Moss. Yeah, it's like, the, the list is surprisingly long. And um, with that, though, there's also a lot of really great, like, there's another podcast run by two former Scientologists, which um, Going Clear with, yeah, that's what's called Going Clear with Leia Remini. Oh, my God. Wait, Elizabeth Moss is a Scientologist? Really? That's her? Yeah, that's her. Like, she, yeah, she's a Scientologist. Like, Oh, my God, but I really like her. I know, right? (laughs) (laughs) It's like, yeah, the, um, yeah. John Travolta is a Scientologist. It's um okay for I know we've been talking. Like I guess you could listeners, you could Google this yourself. <laughs> I'm sorry, we don't have any visuals, but Elizabeth Moss, the blonde from Handmaid's Tale, also yes. um Invisible Man. Oh, and um Mad Men. She was Peggy and Mad Men. Right, right, right. Yeah, she was she's a Scientologist. Um, like I said, there's a lot more out there that you'd think than you think. That's um, wild. Oh my god, she was re- she was married to Fred Armisen? She was? Yes. I didn't know. I didn't From know. 2009 to 2011. I don't think he's a scientist. I immediately Googled their Scientologist <laughs> when I married to one. 
Um, but with Tom Cruise, it's actually like a very special case because he's so high up and he's like the most famous Scientologist. So like he has so many perks and he's like best friends with the guy who runs Scientology, David Miscavige, Miscavige. But that's like, that's a story. for That's a whole other. (laughs) That'll be, that'll be when both Brashan and I become targets of Scientology, when we're both ready to become that (laughs) setup. So... (laughs) but yeah and then I'd love to do I don't know like like the influence thing is also very fascinating to me because I've just been like this is so bad but I've been watching the H3H3 podcast like nonstop with the oh David god David stuff, which is it's like garbage for my brain I feel Kayla. dumber I feel oh, dumber it's I not, do not you know what this is <laughs> um what's his face Ethan yeah Ethan Klein that's his name yeah that's his name I he gives me the worst vibes Worst vibes. I do- worst vibes. Him and what? Hila? Hila? His wife? Hila. 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 Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Something about <clears throat> him. Something about him. That's just like, it's like a visceral. It's like, it's, it's a visceral deep in my chest. Yeah, I was never really, um, I was never really able to get into like H3H3 videos or like, I was never also really able on that same note, I was never really able to get into INABR videos. I'm like, filthy friend i just like that whole little like group i just joji joji yeah i can't handle it like like i get it grosses me (laughs) that i'm like what i get what they're saying probably has some deeper meaning and is important but i just i get so grossed out that i'm like i need to go and like bleach my brain yeah no i mean i've seen i've seen clips of like h3h3 and like you know i think what he has a podcast with trisha Patricia Paytas. That's what I've been listening to. Right. Which is, is that what it's? It's not H three H three. Enemies. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Um. But. Um. I don't know. Like I've I seen maybe half an episode where he interviewed this um other YouTuber William Osman who's like an engineer. Mm-hmm. He does like I don't know like random, like gravy train. Like he programs it so that a train like l- delivers gravy to your plate on thanksgiving like just crazy stuff like that yeah yeah william osman on youtube check it out if you are interested in uh engineering stuff like computer science stuff that and just like goofy um, things have you ever seen chay chay bang bang like the movie chay chay bang bang i haven't seen it i know what it means i know what uh, it is but i haven't seen the dad's like an inventor and he has this like machine like this like loop like i forget what it's called when it like does the whole thing in order but like it makes them like breakfast and then it delivers it to their table and it's all like on wheels and everything. When he's yeah, like, that's immediately what I thought of was just a machine that makes you breakfast. Yeah, no, like he did like the um like the Wallace and Gromit thing with the, the toast and the jelly or like the yeah, butter, okay. like it like flint like he made he try attempt to make a toaster that like you know flings butter on it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, exactly. Stuff exactly <laughs> like that. Like automation weird things yeah um but i don't know i think ethan was kind of like really dismissive to him and mm-hmm. i got bad vibes off of that and then yeah. i've seen i mean i'm not a huge fan of trish like i'm not like a trish stan or anything neither am i no but i don't know i've seen clips of him like not necessarily being the nicest to her yeah. and i guess they're friends now i don't know i'm i, I have not like i don't i just i've just been watching it because of the david dobrik drama that's been just right. keeping me there but again that's like that's like bad stuff i'm like i like i watch it and i immediately know i'm like i could be doing something so much more productive with this time like 
other than sitting here and playing on my switch but like that's that's a thing for a different day i i think the youtube algorithm could also be a very fascinating thing to look at because it just keeps recommending you stuff and sending you down rabbit holes and oh yeah definitely that and then like i don't know maybe like i don't know where this would fit but like time consumption yeah like how much time do we spend like Mm -hmm. on celebrity type things or like even YouTube. I don't know about you yeah. or your family, but my family has sort of branched out from mainstream TV. Nobody mm-hmm. watches TV. They just watch YouTube. Oh, that's not. No, my mom still watches like normal, like not normal, but like she'll find a show she likes and then we'll she'll binge it and then we'll all start binging it together or something like okay. that. Like my mom and I, we both watched um, what we do in the shadows on FX. Um I mean, my mom will go on Facebook. My mom does not really go on YouTube that much. Like, mm-hmm. she's like the perfect Facebook mom age. And so she'll just go and she'll get video after video like recommended for her. She right. loves um, Hair by Brad Mondo. My mom loves like the Brad Mondo and how he does hair. <laughs> I don't know. I've never heard of him. He's like a hairdresser. Kind of reminds me a little bit of like um, Jonathan Van Ness from like um, Queer Eye. Oh, okay. Like, he, he just does that. He's kind of, like, just, like, sassy, and he does hair. Um, But my mom likes him. But she won't seek it out. Like, it'll have to be recommended to her by Facebook, which I find very fascinating, you know? Interesting. I didn't even know Facebook had, like, video recommendations. Oh, yeah. It's, like, they do it so it starts automatically. You can't pause it. Oh. I don't know. That goes... I'm not on Facebook at all, ever. <laughs> no, neither am I. I've completely stopped. And I actually... Yeah delete the instagram app off my phone really i'm so much happier yeah it's like crazy i don't feel like i'm comparing myself to people as much i mean i you know that my instagram was just my dog for a while and mm-hmm. i took down all my posts about him and it's just blank now yeah i use i use it mostly to group chat my sisters and my mom yeah. <laughs> hold a full taylor swift you got rid of everything you're gonna rebrand yourself because that's literally oh, happened yeah, when, maybe, right before Reputation Era. She just cleaned out her, her Twitter or Instagram and then started putting up snake videos. Yeah, no. Everyone's viewers, like, good luck trying to find me. You won't. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I guess, you know what? Honestly, if you guys do have ideas, questions, just want to say hi. We do have a Twitter. It's um at stars. Let me like let me double check to make sure that it's correct. Um, but we have an email also. Um I think it's also to the stars with wonder. I would also say that we're open to suggestions. Like if there's like a certain topic that people want to hear, we'll do our best to look into that. Yeah. So it is at stars with wonder on Twitter. So you can go follow us there. Um, And then on, on Gmail, I think it's the same thing, but I'll put the, the, our email up there too. So if you also have like tips or like you know on stories that you maybe think that we'd find interesting or like you know um I love that like dad thing of when they're like I I cut out some newspaper clippings for you I thought you'd find it interesting (laughs) you can do that too articles things like that um if you yourself study this kind of stuff because um when we were doing research for the research that we did present for this episode it did seem that that guy John Maddleby has done a lot of it um, mm-hmm. he's a sociologist, I think from the university of Leicester. And it seems like he's been basically like covering that field for a while. So we love, at least I love research. Um, so if you're working on a project or anything like that and you 
have something that you found, please let us know as well. Yeah, like, you know, maybe you're working on your thesis or something Mm -hmm. along those lines, and you're just really gung-ho about a certain sociology, psychology topic. Yeah, just shoot it over. Yeah. Or if you yourself have conducted research and it's been published that you figure would be very helpful. Um, I'd also love to do an episode on advertising because the way people advertise to kids is very predatory and it's oh, not, yeah. it's not just a YouTube thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My, my, my grandma, she was actually at a yard sale and, um, she was saying how she had littlest pets mm-hmm. and she would set those out to attract the kids and then the kids will bring their parents and like maybe the parents will buy something else and I was like wow you're really pulling McDonald's yeah exactly. <laughs> well I was watching the um I don't know if you've ever heard of the show McMillions and it's about the um scandal of the McDonald's Monopoly game it was rigged I think but, I think you've mentioned that before but I've never watched it but what happened was is that like the, they partnered with this marketing company it was this marketing company that was like let's put toys in the Happy Meals and that increased sales like so much at McDonald's because they put a toy and a Happy Meal. And I remember yeah. being a kid. I remember being like, I want to go to McDonald's because I like the McDonald's toys. Yeah. And, then- and I mean, I arguably, I feel like McDonald's has really been slacking on their kids' toys. Yeah. <laughs> the 90s, 80s, mm-hmm. McDonald's kids' toys, they were genuinely good collector's items. Now, I- Yeah. But I mean, now that um, Burger King does it and uh, Wendy's does it too, like you can kind of go and find your own Happy Meal for like which what what you like. But McDonald's was clear. Like when I was a kid, it was like McDonald's. It was like the yeah. I mean, I think ultimate. could could we, we we could also address that? I think um, I think I watched an episode of Defunct Land where it was like who like Disney partnering with McDonald's mm-hmm. and not partnering with McDonald's and then like partnering with them again. Yeah, like that whole debacle that was pretty interesting well i remember there used to be a mcdonald's in the basement of the u.s air and space museum in in dc Mm -hmm. like it's gone now but um that but like even in like you know these higher places of like like these are places where you go to learn where kids go on field trips and there's mcdonald's in the basement (laughs) or at least there used to be um but that was also because of like internal stuff but yeah so it's just it's just interesting to think about. We we hope you guys come and join us on this ride and tell your friends about it. <laughs> Anything else to add, Prashana? Um I can't think of anything else. I think I think we covered it. I think we did a good job. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll see you guys next time, I guess. And I don't know. Do we have yeah. a sign off? Uh, no, we'll think of that. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Till then, just keep looking up. I don't know. That's bad. We'll work on it. All right. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>